Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. The topic of this episode is the skinny on real estate investment clubs. I'm going to pull back the curtain and share with you the inner workings of how these clubs come together and how they operate. If you've never been to one, never heard of one, obviously this is going to be very helpful for you. I'm also going to share with you how to optimize your experience if you choose to attend one so you can get the most out of each meeting and out of being a part of the club. And lastly, I'm going to share with you how to not get bamboozled, which might be most important of all. And if this is going to be your first or your next meeting coming up, please watch this video to the very end so you can be better informed of the next Real Estate Investor Club meeting you attend. Hi, I'm Phil Pustiowski with FreedomMentor.com. I'm a full-time real estate investor, real estate mentor, and coach to many of the most successful real estate investors all across North America, best-selling author of two books, my first, How to Be a Real Estate Investor, which I give away for free. You'll see a link right up here. Get your free copy of this book if you don't already have it. Also, my second book, Real Estate Investing Gone Bad. This is more for intermediates and advanced shares with you the inner workings of what's really going on out there in the real estate game. And this is the number one YouTube channel for real estate investing worldwide. 13 million views and that number is growing exponentially. One of the reasons for that is that I share information that you'll hear nowhere else. True signal, the truth, as opposed to noise, which you hear so much of out there, which is bad information. Real estate investment clubs. On the surface, they would be a no-brainer home run to attend, right? You've got like-minded people coming together to share ideas and network and inspire. What better could there be for our industry? There are rock climbing clubs. There are softball leagues and surfing clubs and fishing clubs. So shouldn't there be real estate investing clubs? Well, in this video, I am going to take you behind the scenes because there's a lot more to this. Unlike rock climbing, with real estate investing, there's competition, there's business, there's money involved. And that can change everything. Real quick, if you want to find out about a club that might be available in your geographic region, go to freedommentor.com, go to the Resources tab, and then click on Club Locator. I've had this tool available for a very long time, and we try to compile and keep accurate information on all of the different clubs that are available out there. Uh, if there is some information that is not completely accurate, just make a, a comment, and uh, it'll get updated. And if you're outside of the United States, I'm sorry, we don't know of the clubs outside of that country. So this is just for those in the United States. All right, so when you are going to investigate or go to your next club meeting, I want you to ask the first question of, is it for profit? Is it for profit or non-profit? One of the things that we show in our club locator is which ones are non-profit. Because those that are non-profit are ultimately going to have less of an ulterior motive to somehow profit from you. If it's non-profit, then ultimately the hope is the club is just trying to bring people together to share ideas, network, and inspire. Number two, what you need to look at is the number of, we're going to call them guest speakers. Or we could really call them traveling salespeople. And that is not derogatory. I'm not being negative. But oftentimes these clubs are going to have people that come and sell their courses. Real quick, if they charge $800 or $1,000, half of that money goes back to the club. Half of it goes to the speaker. 
So if it's a non-profit and they're collecting that kind of money, then hopefully it's because they're trying to make sure they can pay the light bill and the cost to have that venue once a month, right? Because it's not free to be able to get all those people in a room together with the chairs and everything else. Uh, but if it's a for-profit, then you know that if they have a whole bunch of these traveling salespeople pulling through, that obviously they're trying to make money by selling their, those courses that those people bring in. Now, real quick on these people, I can't tell you whether or not their information is accurate because I just don't know who's, who's showing up that week. Uh, but if they're traveling week in, week out, selling uh, whatever it is that they're selling, uh, you can be rest assured that that is not necessarily the role model you have for your own investing life, Right. Because you're looking for freedom. You're not looking for the prison of living out of hotel rooms and going from city to city selling stuff. So this right here can be of, of some value to clubs because they need the money to pay the light bills and whatnot. But ultimately, you have to be aware that they're, uh, if they're up there selling their course, that um, number one, the club's getting half the money. And number two, you hope that with the information they're sharing is accurate, but you don't always know that. Sometimes it can be because it's a, it's a for-profit club and they're looking to make a bunch of money. All right, number three. Now we get into this big thing called the, I'm going to call it the pink elephant in the room. Pink elephant. In fact, I got one. Ba-boom. Okay, so this is what they don't talk about, and it's this, that the big elephant in the room at investor club meetings is the following, that people are primarily competitors of themselves. So the pink elephant is that these people are competitors. Now let's talk about, previously I mentioned rock climbing as a club. All right, now if you are part of a rock climbing club and everyone is going to go uh, scale the north face of El Capitan without any, without any ropes, well... Who cares about competition, right? You're all just trying to get to the top. And if everybody gets to the top, great. But with real estate investing, there is this thing called competition. Now, I know that some people get upset with me about this because they say that I have a scarcity mindset. No, I have a clear understanding of this business. And that clear understanding is this. There are very few great deals. Do you agree with me? There are very few home runs. Deals where the seller just wants to get rid of their home or get rid of their duplex or get rid of their apartment building and just let you take it over and you make a bunch of money. Those are rare. And so the majority of people in the room are all after those deals. And so that means that comp competition is the pink elephant. And by at least explaining that, now we can begin to frame how you can optimize your experience. I've got news for you. The most successful real estate investors in most communities in most parts of the country do not attend these meetings at all. They're not even there. Why? Because they know it's a room full of competitors, and they know that if they're in that room, there's the potential that they could actually slip up and say something that they shouldn't, that could give their competitors an edge. So if you're going to attend these, you need to understand that if they're competitors, you need to be a good listener. And spend a lot less time talking about what you're doing. And I know that doesn't necessarily jive with the idea that if this was this utopian club, we'd all share ideas and we'd all rise to the top together, but it doesn't work that way in the real world. So you have to be a great listener and do a lot less talking about what you know and what you're doing. And so that's a little bit of a challenge for a lot of people because there's this, there's this quid pro quo feeling where if you, somebody shares with you a good idea, you have to share something back with them. You have to resist that temptation. Another thing you can do, which is extremely productive at these events, is networking not with other investors, but with vendors. 
A vendor in my uh, description would be a hard money lender, uh, a mortgage broker, um, a, to a title company, a closing attorney, an eviction attorney. So these kinds of people, what I call vendors, they will be in the room. And what a great way to connect with them. As opposed to over the phone, you can literally see them in person and you can get to know them. And that can be incredibly helpful. I know for me, when I first got started, I found my first hard money lender at a uh, real estate investment club meeting. His name was Rich, of all names. So being a good listener means that you're not giving away information, but you're, you're learning about things. And being a good networker means that you are targeting certain people, not other investors, uh, but other vendors in the room. Now, some people have brought up the ideas like, well, Phil, at these, at these meetings, there's a lot of other people. They're not necessarily competitors. They could be people that want to buy my house that I'm trying to flip to them. Well, this is something that you need to know. The best buyers of deals you want to flip are not at these meetings. They're just out there in the business world. They've got cash. They've got contractors. They are a contractor. So you don't want to flip to people in the room because they tend to be slightly uh, smarter, if you will, or willing to pay less than everyone else. In fact, I think it gives people a false sense of the investor buying market when you only try to put a flyer at one of these club meetings and you don't get the property out there on the general market. Because these, uh, these competitors, they tend to be smart and, they, and they, uh, they don't want to pay as much as the other people out there. So um, in addition to being a good listener and networking, um, you know, there are these little events that they do that I, I, some clubs do a great job with. Things like rehab um, tours where you get to drive around and look at other people's rehabs. That's pretty cool. You can learn some great tips about different materials that they've used and how they've gotten around certain difficult challenges. I think some of those events are great. So those can be a great benefit to you as well. And, and certainly just the inspiration of being in the room and seeing that there's a lot of other people that are making money can be great. But I caution you there in that a lot of people that tell you how successful they are on a local level are probably BSing you. And uh, this is for the guys that are listening, but you've heard the phrase that a true player never tells. If you never heard that before, just think about it for a moment. Sorry, ladies, if I just offended you. The reality is the people that are doing the most deals are not running their mouth about how many deals they did last week because they want to continue being successful. Some of the most successful people in the room are quite quiet and reserved. They're good listeners. They're smart enough to know that if they, uh, that loose lips sink ships and the spouting whale gets the first harpoon. But it can uh, be inspiring to know there's other people in your community doing the, the business. And, and I, I want to touch on that lastly, and that is human beings, they are predispositioned to be social. They just like magnets want to come together. So you have a natural inclination to go connect with other people, uh, partly because you might be scared and you want to make sure you're doing the right thing and you're not the only one in the entire area doing it, or, or maybe it's just because you want to um, pick up some new friends and, and have new social experiences. So I want to be careful in, in recommending that because sometimes the people you meet there that you, quote, become friends with, they, not, they may not become a competitor. They might become an enemy. You may try to do a deal with them, and then it goes terribly wrong. So be very careful of that. Be very careful, and this is where you can get bamboozled. Be very careful about anybody asking you for your money for a real estate deal. 
Now, paying for information from, say, a traveling salesman, that's different. You're trying to educate yourself so you can do your own deals. But when someone is looking for your money to go partner and do a deal, I have other videos on this subject. In fact, I'll put a link up here to one of those videos. Be very cautious because they don't need your money if they're successful. If they're successful, they shouldn't need your money. If anything, you want to keep your money for your own deals. So that's one of the big ways people get bamboozled at local real estate investment clubs. There are sharks in those waters. I know firsthand I have seen it over and over again. Everyone at those club meetings is, is not these wonderful, honest, trustworthy people. This is not a kumbaya session. This is real business, real money, real competition. You have to be shrewd. Your wits have to be about you. And you have to make good decisions with everything that comes out of your mouth. Now, I will disclaim that I don't attend these meetings, partially because everybody and their sister knows who I am in the real estate investing world thanks to these videos. And so everybody would ask me a bunch of questions. But I also don't want to be tempted to, to share things that could potentially put me in a position where I've created new competitors, which I did many years ago when I used to attend the events. All right, well, that's the skinny on real estate investor club meetings. That this has shared with you wisdom on how you can be more productive at those meetings, how you can optimize your experience, and how you can avoid getting bamboozled.